0: First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't generate amusing holiday cards, but it will personalize career paths for your people and let you know which suppliers are best so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real world results. That's SAP Business AI. FYI, just in case you happen to uh, to Google me, please be aware, and you know, maybe this is the all caps, there is a murderer by this name, <laughs> that is
1: not me. And I wanna I wanna make that very clear. Hi, I'm your host, Kate Davis. And Anissa purvisari Horden, And this is Work Smarter Wednesdays, expert advice for your most challenging questions. Today on this mini episode, marketing expert Dori Clark is back on the show to answer a listener's question. So this listener recently moved to a new city, and he wants to know if his online presence is hurting his chances while job hunting. The thing is, when you Google his name, you get pages and pages of results about an internationally known mass murderer. Uh, you might recognize Dory from our episode about presenting ourselves online, where she graded Kate and I on our Twitter and social media presence. Um, and she's here again to navigate us through this very, very tricky situation. Hi, Dory. Welcome back to Secrets of the Most Productive People. Really glad to have you back.
0: Thanks, Anisa. Great to be here.
1: So we have a tweet laying out a rather tricky situation from one of our listeners. So here's the tweet. The recent podcast got me thinking. How do you manage your online presence when you share a name with someone who committed a horrendous internationally reported murder? A Google search of my name, Wade Michael, produces page after page of terrifying results. This event occurred in my home state of Wisconsin by a person who was also a musician. Having just relocated from NYC to the West Coast and deep in a job search, I'm curious how to overcome an obstacle like this because I'm worried this is hindering opportunities. Uh, So again, just to give the background context, when you Google him, one of the first results is an entry on a website called Murderpedia. And there's a post from all these national and international news groups about this horrendous murder. Definitely suboptimal. Yeah. The problem is, you know, they both come from the same state. They have the same name. um, Seems fishy. They were both musicians, except the murderer musician was apparently promoting a hate group. And yeah, and as he said, he's relocated from the West Coast. He's trying to network. And he is relying a lot on cold emailing introductions and blindly applying for jobs. And I'm curious, you know, from your point of view, I think he wants to know how best to navigate the situation.
0: So my advice to him is actually to lean into it. And the reason is that fundamentally, when you are approaching somebody about a job or you're meeting them for the first time, you are trying to establish two things. One, of course, is credibility. He's applying for jobs. He wants people to know, hey, I know how to do this thing. You should hire me. I'm super competent. But the other is that it's, it's important to be memorable in some way. I mean, we all know that there's a huge amount of competition, that whatever job he's applying for, whatever person he wants to meet, there's probably a hundred other people. And after a while, the the same resume terms, the same backgrounds, they, they kind of blend together. And this is actually an opportunity that if he plays it right, he can use it to to set himself apart and to stand out. So I, I would suggest something along the lines of in his cover letter, for instance, he writes the regular cover letter, the the thing that he would normally write. But then toward the bottom, he could say something like, "FYI, just in case you happen to uh, to Google me, please be aware." You know, maybe this is the all caps. There, there is a murderer by this name. That is not me, and I want to, I want to make that very clear. You know, something like that, where if it's done in a, in a kind of joking way, where you're, you know, you're, you're separating yourself out. I mean, I have a friend. That is uh, experiencing a perhaps less severe uh, f- version of this. It's not a, a criminal thing, but she has the same name as a porn star. Right. And uh, this is also not great for your brand. So as long as you acknowledge it, you diffuse it, and you actually look like, hey, I'm in on the joke. I know it's it's you know k- kind of weird too, but hey, totally not me. It actually is probably going to be the resume out of the hundred that they've looked at that they actually remember and say, you know what, I, I, I like I like this guy. He seems cool. Let's bring him in for an interview.
1: Yeah, that's uh, I can understand that because if I was on the other side, there would definitely be something memorable. So you would recommend that because one of the things that he also raised was, well, do I aggressively rebrand? But you recommend doing the opposite, where he actually leans into it and uses it as part of his application.
0: Well, if you're if you're rebranding, first of all, it's a huge amount of effort. I mean, especially if you have been working over the years to to build up your reputation under your given name, which you're entitled to be using. It it seems like a, a lot of effort and kind of a shame for you to suddenly have to pivot because of something that you have not done. Now, I mean, if you have a name that has become World-renowned, the name—you know—where everyone in the world knows this porn star or this killer or whatever the the terrible association is. Maybe at that point you might think about it. But if this is something that really would only come up with a Google search, there's there's two possibilities. One, of course, is you just flag it and you say, "Hey, this person is not me." FYI, this is the link to my actual LinkedIn profile. Um, the other thing, of course, which is a good internet hygiene practice for all of us is to get serious about creating as much content as we possibly can so we're controlling the discourse. Now. It's hard to compete, of course, if something has been in every paper in the world. But the best thing you can do, the best way that you can take control is for you to be creating your own blog, for you to be creating your own social media profiles so that it's more likely that when people are Googling, they're not just seeing the the other person with that name, but also finding you as well.
1: Yeah, so you say that um, this person should address it in his cover letter. Do you recommend addressing it in any other platforms? I think that...
0: It's probably not strictly necessary to do that. Other, otherwise, there's a problem that can arise where you're drawing more attention yeah. to something than it would have been warranted anyway. We can assume that a hiring manager is going to Google you. That's a pretty safe assumption. But if if it's on, let's say, your Twitter profile or your LinkedIn profile, people have already made it. To the correct place. You don't need to be, you know, waving the flag and saying, oh, by the way, there's also a killer by my name. <laughs> right. They've already found you. So you don't need to worry about that there.
1: Yeah. So this person has also just moved to a new city and not every hiring consists of or requires a cover letter. Sometimes it's just an email introduction and sometimes he's trying to introduce himself to people without necessarily looking for a job. Do you recommend that he he addresses this in an email? and if so, like what's a tactical way to do it that doesn't warrant you know like you say extra scrutiny more than what it needs to be? So the
0: key if you're reaching out to somebody relatively cold, somebody that that doesn't know you um, in a non- hiring situation like for an informational interview, is to provide as much third-party validation and credibility as possible. So the best thing, of course, is if you have a warm introduction. And then you can just say, oh, you know, our mutual friend Anissa said that we should meet. Here's a little bit of information about me. Let me know if you'd like to have a cup of coffee. If we have that, that is a, a sort of safe enough recommendation that you don't really need to go beyond that. Anissa's is not going to say, oh, meet this person if they're actually a murderer. Um, <laughs> but if it is cold and there's not a social context around it, what I would recommend, first of all, is that he provide a link in the information that that he shares you know, here's a little bit of information about me. Here's my LinkedIn profile to check out. Here's my website. And we lead with that. But maybe there's a little P.S., you know, P.S., just in case you Google me, wanted <laughs> to flag this for you. Uh, you know, you're don't worry, not me. You're totally safe with me, exclamation mark. And you, you do something like that. It's like, OK, just in the event you have safeguarded against it.
1: So our listener also wanted to know, um, is this as big of a deal as he's making it out to be?
0: Well, odds are a responsible hiring manager is going to do enough due diligence to read the article to check it out to to realize okay this couldn't possibly be the same <laughs> person. But it is also true that if someone is faced with making a decision like hiring for a position They are going to be cognitively overstretched. There's a lot of options that they're going to be choosing from. They're looking at a lot of resumes, a lot of cover letters, and you don't want to be the person that is making them spend extra time and mental energy saying, Okay, let me just double check and verify that you're not a killer. Okay, because that that's a thing that slows down the process. You want to make it easy for someone to hire you, not difficult. And so if you can remove that barrier up front by mentioning it yourself and just saying, you know, not me, just FYI, that that is actually a, a great way of standing out, making it easy for the person and indeed turning it in your favor by saying oh this seems like a a fun person that that actually might be kind of cool to have in the office
1: yeah so it's like a disclaimer at the bottom exactly great well thank you so much for coming back and addressing this listener question i'm sure that he will find it helpful and hopefully it'll make him you know easier to sleep a little bit at night (laughs) always a pleasure thank you
0: first the bad news
1: Thank you to everyone who tweeted at us and called in with their questions. If you're in a tough situation in your career or the job search, ask us about it. Leave us a voicemail at 201-371-3278. Or you could tweet your questions with the hashtag FCMostProductive. You can also find this in the show notes below. You can follow Fast Company on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Secrets of the Most Productive People is produced by Danny Roth.